Hello and welcome to another episode of Songcraft Breaking It Down. This week we are reviewing Ethan's choice of song, which was once again we are coming back to Bon Jovi. We are reviewing the song Keep the Faith. Ethan, I really don't think you need to explain why you chose this song, but for the sake of keeping up appearances, why did you choose this song? Um, because we were kind of set on the idea of doing our favourite song, at least I thought we were. <laughs> turns, out, turns out we weren't. But once I'd had the idea of doing Keep the Faith in my head, it wasn't going anywhere. I, ha- I had to do it. It's, it's all really catchy. It's quite a positive feel in the lyrics. It's quite happy. Well, not happy per se. It's like pretty miserable lyrics, but it's uh, all about like keeping the faith, being optimistic despite all the bad things. We'll go into that in the lyrics later yeah. on. Um, but uh, surprise, surprise, it's the guitar solo <laughs> that really, that really, really picked me onto this. Um, it's Richie Sambora, who is, in my opinion, the best guitarist of all time. Maybe not for outright skill, but in the way he knows how to use it, there's just something special about Richie Sambora. In the I, sense I that, yeah, I know what you mean, in the sense that he can listen to a song and put in a solo that works. Yeah. And it's just something about... Uh, he's the king of the pinch harmonic, in my opinion, as well. He's just, like... Yeah, Van Halen used them, yeah, Slash occasionally throws one in, but he just... He does them in the most ridiculous quantity, in the most ridiculous order, but it always works so nicely. And he's just so good. He just has that unique style. And for a group that are not a big rock group, I suppose it's weird to say, Bon Jovi were really big in the sort of the pop world, despite being a rock group. But they never really made it big in, like, the rock... You think of rock groups, Bon Jovi doesn't tend to come to mind. It's more, you know what I mean? Maybe. Yeah, like when you think of the glam metal era, you don't think of Bon Jovi, even no. though they were a part of the glam metal era. And when you Definitely. think of like 90s rock, you don't really think Bon Jovi. You think of them more as a charting band, but they were a rock band because obviously they did solos and they did interesting songs and good songs. And they had a, a healthy amount of musical talent about them, Bon Jovi. John Bon Jovi was a really good songwriter, as testament to the amount of songs that are well known by Bon Jovi. He also wrote the only good uh, lockdown song about lockdown. Yes, he did. Ah, oh, I hated that song. It wasn't. It wasn't. Don't tell me you liked that song. I hated all the other ones that came out a lot more than his one. His was a countryish song, which made it slightly he more. He told the truth. <laughs> he did. Yeah, I mean, he spoke the truth, but he used, like, it, uh, he did that really cringy thing where they used, like, the terms from the era in the song and try and rhyme them, and it's just like, stop If you it. have issue with people it's using really cringy. period-related wording, you must hate so long as in like, fish. And you must really, really hate no. uh, We Didn't Start the Fire by Billy Joel. <laughs> That's different, okay? <laughs> Um, that's a different kind of score. What, why is that? Um, <laughs> it's the seventy-five effect. Yeah, it's the seventy-five effect. Uh, we have to, we're gonna have the seventy-five effect and the fifty effect now. Yeah, it's like making a, a spin-off parody instead of having keep the faith, keep the social distance. It's like, uh, it's cringy. It's Maybe. Like, are you really wanting to sell out that much? I wasn't selling out per se. He didn't have the group with him. It was just him on his own. And it when, was just yeah, he was when, bored at home. He wrote something. When he does, yeah, when he does, kinda. the thing is for Bon Jovi is that when he does do songs on his own, quite often they are kind of more countryish. They've got that kind of 
like almost homely southern feel I think mm-hmm. I would describe it as that kind of warmth I don't know if I, warmth is the word I would use but I can kind of see what you're trying to say at the same time yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, mean, I know I know what I'm trying to describe I'm just not making a very good job but yeah, I, th- I, th- I think I know what you're trying to get at uh, but yeah he it's a little bit more homey a little close to home just kind of happy feely songs he kind of he he feels human when he's singing which a lot of other people don't he feels like he's a human being and he understands that's what it feels like his songs yeah he understands the concept of music as well um Mm -hmm. if you're if you're upset and miserable about something like being trapped at your home no matter how big or how luxurious it may be stay in the same place for too long you're gonna get miserable about it and if everyone else is writing songs about it why not do the same and unlike everyone else's his wasn't actually terrible that being said Luke Combs also did a look I, I take back what I said earlier Luke Combs did the best one it was Luke called Combs six did feet a good one yeah he was called six feet apart apart <laughs> six feet apart um, and that was really everything Luke what's Combs the name does of that film awesome. again is it six feet apart? No, it's five feet apart. Five feet apart, that's it. Yeah, six foot That's Ryan's favourite film. Yeah, clearly my favourite film. Um, what I think is interesting about this song, well, the album, is that I think we were saying Bon Jovi, he knows how to play the music industry, and I think he also knows how to look at what's happening in the world and write about it. Head. Without ma- without making it feel like it's uh, yeah without actually outright saying selling it. out yeah without selling out like I said without it m- being a political song well, well it's a bit like going back to Dry County again isn't it really I mean that, it was about something gonna, relevant and we're gonna get into that yeah because we're definitely gonna end up back in even Dry though County. we've already reviewed the song well we haven't <laughs> you did well I we, did. yeah we haven't yeah Ryan did but so what I mean is that like you look at their their most Bon Jovi's most recent album, um, I can't remember what it's called, but a lot of it was quite politically based. And 2020. That's 2020. And that's because a lot of political things were happening, and he was writing about that, kind of mentioning Trump. He was actually quite... He was mentioned quite a lot. Korea, North Korea, he was mentioned throughout the album. Like, the kind of feud between these countries. But coming to this song, which was off of the album Keep the Faith, what a surprise! Shocker. First single of Keep the Faith was Keep the Faith. Um, but the thing about this album was that it was written when the music industry was shifting away from glam metal. This was released, I think it was 1992 it was released? Yep, 92. Yep, 92. I think that's this correct, was yeah. shifting. This was shifting out of the glam metal era and into the more... Cringe pop. <laughs> yeah, kind of... <laughs> There was grunge thrown about. There was like, there was just. Well, yeah, yeah. There you was had Nirvana, rock. but you also had Boyzone. Yeah, and both a, of them were in the charts at the same time. It was a strange time, and this song. It was kind of a Britpop as well. It was kind of looming it around in the background. Yeah, that, that, I think that came in slightly later, but yeah, Anthony's right. The same kind of they kind of bled together. Yeah, it was it was it was a reasonably good time for music. There was still a lot of good bands on the go. And you had Peril Jam on the go as well. Um, hey, no, no bad to be said about uh, Pearl Jam. 
But anyway, this, according to Wikipedia, this song is under the genre of pop metal, which it's not. Um, this song is not. <laughs> it's yeah. nothing like chance. that. Listen to the guitar solo to this song and tell me this is a pop song. Lies. Yeah. But I think it's more under the... the um, what's the word? It's the, glam rock. Kind of the presentiment that it's, it's glam rock. you know a popular metal song. Because ultimately that's what it kind of boils down to. Maybe, maybe it's a bit more that. hair metal in its own kind of way. Mm, no, I wouldn't put it down as hair metal. I would put this down as like... Like almost blues hard rock. Because it's got a bluesy feel about the writing to it. I think what we've established here is that none of us can really put a genre on this song because none of them seem to fit all that well. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a weird one to put in a genre, but it is. The Keep the Faith album was written during a recession in America, and there might have been a recession in the UK. I don't know, I wasn't there. But there was a recession. And the whole Keep the Faith album is either about the recession, not directly, but the recession, or... Mm-hmm obviously keeping the faith which this song is about it's about building up um but yeah so as i was saying the whole keep the faith album is about keeping the faith ironically it's about building up spirits dry county was kind of about the recession but talking about obviously the, the oil the oil, the oil wells yeah the end of the oil trade um although we have I, to also include the fact that if i was your mother and i'll sleep with your sleep when i'm dead are both also on this album yeah yeah, but let's, most of this album was about the recession. <laughs> Not directly, but in and around. Mm-hmm. And Keep the Faith was exactly that. It was a build-up song that said, look, just keep going. Yeah, it was a very, again, feel-good song. He's good at that, our John. <laughs> he does like a good, uh, happy, feel-good song. So Keep the Faith by Bon Jovi. It's, uh, it's a bit more of a happy cheery song um, it's, it's upbuilding because everybody needs somebody to love and everybody needs somebody to hate we're not finishing the episode here Ryan you're ready to do the low bit now I was going <laughs> to say that <laughs> premature just, yeah um, well, tell you what I did like about this song as well I've never looked up the music video before to this to keep the faith and I love how yeah. generic 80s it is it's just so generic yeah. 80s. I mean, the album was 92, but it was still they still 80s. They still looked and felt video. like an 80s band. They did. He was sitting there wearing his denim vest and long hair and sitting live clips, them singing it on the street, out and about everywhere. It's just so very typical 80s rock. I just love that. I love mm-hmm. music videos like that. There was nothing meaningful to portray in the music video. There was no... So long, thanks for all the fish where nukes are going off and the guy's mowing his lawn that's on fire. None of that kind of stuff going on. Don't put a mu- like, don't try and put a meaningful music video in where there doesn't need to be one. Just have them playing it live so people can sit and look up how on earth he taps that solo. It's just great. And I, Bon Jovi do this in a few of their songs, and it is there's a few from the Keep the Faith album that do this. Dry County is another one. That uses buzz notes and the kind of the post solo breakdown, and I love that bit. It's just it's so easy to play, but it just works so well. Kind of the you get the solo, and then it just drops into this um, this bit that says, "I'm pretty sure it's I've been walking the footsteps of society's lies." That bit, but it's just that. Sometimes I wish I was blind. Yeah, and it's just it's such Uh a simple bit, 
but it breaks down to just little little taps on the snare, little buzz notes, an occasional bass drum, just keeping the marching beat going. It's just there's something about it. It just makes that whole section. You get the awesome solo into this lovely little kind of marching snare bit. Just makes the so the, the end of the song so much better when you get the kind of big Aww. the big fill that leads back into everything. It's just. There's just something about uh, it. I just love this song. I love Bon Jovi, but I love this song. There's something about this song. And I know we had this conversation the other day, Ryan, but for the sake of recording it on the podcast, I didn't think the drums were as easy as you said they were. But there's something really nice about the uh, the, sort of the, the drums through the verse. and the, fill, the fills are a little bit offbeat. Not offbeat, but they're kind of... They're a little bit strange in that they tend to last a little bit longer than you would think they would. Like he kind of, when you think he's gonna crash, he goes on to the toms for another, say like four notes, but they are they're pretty easy. Yeah, but it's just I just love the sound of it, this that because there's not the, a lot going on guitar wise. It's just a lot of, although I, I do love that effect. I said on one of your songs the other day recently where they sort of they rake and then just occasionally play the the chords in, mm-hmm. but have the sort of effect over the top of it. I love yeah. that. And then the. Uh, is it what's the what's the effect called? Still got my guitar pedal out. Hang on. Um, I'm just watching the music video for No Surprises by Radiohead. Um, uh, that's not the song we're reviewing. It I came think. up. Oh, <laughs> Radiohead was a few weeks yeah. ago. <laughs> oh, yeah, so it was. I was thinking, oh, we should do a Radiohead song. <laughs> Very hard. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. No, I, I am I am breaching the uh, the artist boundary here. Maybe only just once per season. <laughs> You can't just make rules for yourself and be like, yeah, we can only do that once a season. I, I just... I love this song. This, like, it's not much to be said on it, really, in the grand scheme, it's but just, there's just something about this song. It's just, it's just something that when you listen to it and it, like you get the solo and then that little breakdown on the drums after that just kind of makes the hair stand up in your arms. It's just like, wow, this is a good song. There's just yeah. something about it that's like... There's nothing... Like really long, the solo's cool, the breakdown's really cool, the lyrics are really good. Like it's just it's a really good song, mm-hmm. but I can't tell you why it's a really good song. Just yeah. everything's amazing. There's nothing that stands out that makes me think, "Wow, this is a really good song." Everything does. Yeah, <laughs> and that's just what that's just what is so good about it. I can't and, uh, fault it. <laughs> and that exact same thing can be applied to the subgenre of the solo. So I've got it noted down here to say, um, and so. Normally, in a guitar solo, if you ever look and see how a solo is broken down, you can see it's done in sections. It's quite clear it's done in sections. That uh, makes that's it easier to write. Makes it easier to well. It's to how well. it's how some guitarists actually record solos. Quite often, guitarists will yeah. get two or three playthroughs and they'll record three or four solos and then they'll stitch the best bits together. Yeah. So you have "Comfortably mm-hmm. Numb" by Pink Floyd, "Stairway to Heaven" Led Zeppelin. Yeah, both of those are two timeless classic guitar solos they can't be faulted they're up there with the best but they can very easily be broken down you can see that there's sections where they've taken a rest and they've started a new section it flows but you can tell as a, a uh, there's a breakdown break. yeah you can't with this song it's just note after note bend bend note no it just flows effortlessly perfectly without any breaks until they get to the right end of it and it goes so fast it's really difficult to learn to play not so much I've found out but to work out what notes he's actually playing, he goes that fast, and there's no... I suppose you could probably break it down into sections, but there'd be that many sections to it. 
because it just flows that effortlessly and just so quickly. You can't break it down, which is, I guess, the same thing. There's that much good sort of thrown in. It's hard to work out what the best bit of it is. It's just everything about the song is just absolutely brilliant. And another thing with the drums, they're not overly difficult, but they're fun. And that's really difficult to get a beat with occasional fills that's fun to play as a drummer. Because quite often, a lot of the songs I find fun to play on drums has loads of fills in them, and if they don't, I tend to add them in. But this song I can just play straight through and it's fun to play, because you just feel cool whilst playing it. It's just one of those songs. I just... I can't fault this song. <laughs> no, I me neither. can't. I'll have to find... I was going to do something different for the first time, but I can't actually find any picks, I've lost them all. I was going to just run through that um, really fast bit, like just to illustrate that exact same point Ryan's made. It's not difficult, but it is immensely fun. So there's there's a sort of chugging, there's a chugging kind of bit in the solo. Uh, lots of notes, he kind of half palm mutes, but not really, sort of finger muting almost. Um, and it goes quite quickly. It's not difficult, but goodness me, is it fun. Just, it's so much fun just to do that. I've, I've probably annoyed my family to death today, just sort of running through that and be like, this is so much fun. Yeah. And you also get to use your pinky, which no guitarist ever really wants to do. It, uh. See, I can't go on and give you the sort of in-depth meanings, uh, anything like technical as to why the solo, but I can, I can go on and on and on obsessively about it for ages, because I just absolutely love I've loved this ever since I was little, because I was going to save this until the uh, the end, but it's like funny we're doing the scores, but I might as well get it out now. Uh, this was the album I listened to probably most, well not this album, but uh, the Crossroads album. Yeah, I listened to Crossroads when I was younger yeah. as well. It was one of the only CDs we really had that was of that kind of rock, that was the kind of phase I was going through, so like Def Leppard, Giant, that, that kind of thing. And this was the only CD we had with consistent that kind of music on it so I absolutely abused that that CD and um, downloaded it when that became a cool thing to download it onto your phone I had it on my little old Sony Ericsson and what's it my jig and it was oh, <laughs> I just abused this it, this song and someday I'll be Saturday night just yes someday I'll be Saturday such night is such a good song ah uh, like that's why I could probably safely say having really thought about it that Bon Jovi are probably one of my favorite all-time bands yeah, it's just I can between them and uh, Keen, I probably listen to them. I mean, it's two slightly different things, but probably the two artists I listened to most growing up. So, yeah, I can't give you in-depth meanings as to all of it, but I could drone on and on and on for ages about all the things I love about each different song. Yeah, pretty much. I I think we should go into scores now. Yeah, I I probably I'm just gonna go on and on. <laughs> I just I can't not talk about this song with a huge grin on my face. It's, it's just so good. Yeah. It's just ah, oh, everything about this. Anthony, your score. I'm I swear, if you say fifty, five. <laughs> oh, what? it's as good as Romeo and Juliet. I'll take that. I'll you take say, it. You say seventy-five. You did. Right. Yeah, and I'd like to explain why. Okay. And it's purely. I'd like you to explain why too. I. I didn't grow up with Bon Jovi. You two did, I didn't. So they're not as deeply entrenched. You know, I grew up with, you know, Living on a Prayer and uh, You Give Love a Bad Name. That Both was good, it. but That's not the best. songs I knew. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, uh, to me, like you give bad, you give love a bad name is probably their best song, but that's just because of my not growing up with them. So I think if I had, I would probably give it a much higher score. But I think it's a fantastic song, uh, and Richie Sambora is a fantastic artist. Oh, um, I so love his solo good. stuff as well. Uh, he's a fantastic guitarist, and it's that very kind of like let's do this kind of song. You know, you want to kick down the door. So if you want I'd, the song, I'd say it's definitely. Yeah, if you want a song like uh, You Give Love a Bad Name by Bon Jovi, uh, Bad Medicine. Bad the only good. The only, the mm. only advance yeah. Bad Medicine has on uh, Love a Bad Name is the number of pinch harmonics he uses in that solo. Just like, That's why I call him the king of it. Yeah. Like, it's just a, a ridiculous string. Any other guitarist it would sound ridiculous, but he just makes it sound good somehow. Yeah. Just yeah. lots of squealing noise. If you don't know what pinch harmonic is listening to this, it's a little bit of a technique. It's quite tricky to master, but once you get it, you kind of got it. A bit like riding a bike. Um, yeah. yeah. But uh, it makes that a really high-pitched squeal that you hear in some rock songs. Really high-pitched squeal in, on a guitar. That's a pinch harmonic. But he does a whole section in the solo that is just pinch harmonic, so it's just different tone squeals, which sounds horrible. But when you listen to it in the song... It's so good. Mm. I I do yeah. tend to listen to quite a variety of like I go through phases with Bon Jovi, where sometimes I like more of their kind of more recent stuff, like It's My Life and the Have a Nice Day album, which I think is a terrific album. And then there's other points where I'm really into like Blaze of Glory and Bed of Roses. Those two, when I'm into that era, like when I'm into that one of those, I'm generally into the other. And then, I think I'm always into Keep the Faith and Living on a Prayer. Then they did the the kind of they redid Living on a Prayer and they did Prayer '94, and I think that's a really good version as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as good song. as not, yeah, not as good as the original version of it. No, though. but I think like for a certain setting, Prayer '94 is better than Living on a Prayer. Like, in certain scenarios, I would rather listen to Prayer 94 than Living on a Prayer, just because of okay. the style of it. But I think Living on yeah. a Prayer is the better version. There's more Sambora in Living on a Prayer. Yeah. Although there is, little, there is nice little fells in Prayer 94 that he does on the guitar. I quite like that. I was Yeah, I was listening to... He does that. And I've never really thought to compare him to Slash before, but... I can now because I was listening to Bed of Roses and during the final like chorus slash stanza of that he does do the slash thing where he just sort of gets kind of I'm not sure if it gets bored or if he just decides he wants to add a lead guitar back into it but he does that in Bed of Roses as well and I'd I'd personally want to say better than Slash does it as well maybe that's just bias because I like Sambora that much but possibly Bed of Roses is a great song as well it's every song we've done is just so good and even you get to the like the pop. At the pop era of there are more pop stuff like It's My Life and like in my opinion Have a Nice Day that whole album's perfect yeah. I could listen to any song on that album happily but the song Because We Can there's Blake no you cannot mm-hmm. deny that that's not a pop song it's very very pop yeah. it's just so good <laughs> so much fun I like mm-hmm. I think This House Is Not For Sale that album's pretty good a lot of good songs they're very anthemic I think they kind of do it's not it's not straight up stadium rock, but it kind of is. It could easily be. It, yeah, it's that kind of thing. So, Ethan's told me I should do my score. 
before his because he wants to go into some deep explanation. I feel, which is why I think. So I, I'm, I'm gonna give my score now. I, I, I can't not give this a hundred. This is uh, a, this is a perfect song for me. See, that's that is exactly why I told you to go first because I thought I was gonna be all dramatic about it. No, I, I'm giving this a hundred. I grew up with this song, but I think this yeah. is. I can't knock this song. I just think no, you listen you to can. it is like it's just mm. it's perfect. It's just shy of six minutes, which yeah, it's a little bit longer, but it's just you don't get bored listening to it. Yeah, yeah. it's five minutes and forty six forty six seconds of just excellence. And I, if you were to describe, you know, you have a perfect perfect album. This is a perfect song. I could have mm-hmm. this song, this specific song on yep. loop, as I have done many a time, and I've gotten told off for it at work. Just having the song on loop, I can listen to this so much, and yep. for that reason, it's it's like two perfect hundreds. It's it, I I can't fault it, just like you. It's so good. I'm getting goosebumps just sitting here talking about it's it. It's just I've I've managed to refrain from listening to this. I usually have the song going in the background for these, just quietly. I've refrained from doing that here for the sake of the big goofy grin. I, I noticed that every about three minutes, it would just. <laughs> it's just it's simply sublime. This song. Um, it is. That it is something else. So with two hundreds and a seventy-five, that gives us a total score. Obviously, this is going to the top of the charts by quite a long way. Actually, that gives it a ninety-one point six seven. It's just is that, that the first good. ninety score we've ever had. That is the first average score in the nineties that we've ever had. Um, that goes clear of anesthetized by Porcupine Tree by a good eight points. It is good, that good, though. It is. <laughs> I could, just honestly, as soon as this podcast finishes, this song will be going right on. Yeah. I. Just, I oh, it's just honestly, I I have no words. It's just that it's, good. It's so good you can't describe it, which exactly. is really rubbish for a podcast. Yeah. If you think we're just having you yeah. on here, listen to this song and write to us and disagree. I dare you. It's yeah. impossible. This Pretty is much. something about this song. If you have something to say on it that we've missed out, by all means, chip in because. Yeah. I love it that much I'm lost on words. It's email us or write to us on Instagram. Um, email is songcraft.bid at gmail.com and Instagram is song.craft.bid. They're, it's that good. They're both, they're both amazing. <laughs> I am astounded you remembered the email. I've been on the email quite a lot the last few days, so that's why. <laughs> Alright, okay. Yeah. Uh, to remember it or have you actually been talking to people? <laughs> um, a little bit of both. There's been a couple of emails in, but nothing interesting. Um, but yeah, that that puts "Keep the Faith" by Bon Jovi at the top of our charts, and quite rightly so. Very rightly so. Very very rightly so. Um, Such next, a good song. Next week it is, of course, my song choice, and I, I'm not aiming for the top spot. I'm, I've kind of given up on that, but I am gonna I'm gonna choose a song that I think everyone will know anyone from who lived during the 90s or has any taste in good music will know. I lived during the 90s, sort of. <laughs> kind of. Um, my song sort of. my song for next week is Zombie by the Cranberries. Oh, yeah. Ethan no. is, Ethan Torres smiling. Yeah. This is going to be a really, really dodgy one. You're going to have to cut back <laughs> a lot of this. <laughs> I was going to do... all the IRA jokes in the, the Inhaler gonna... episode. We've got... To... I was going to do Sunday Bloody Sunday by yeah. um, U2, and I was like, yeah, let's not do that one. <laughs> it's, it's maybe a little let's bit too Let's go with far. Zombie. 
Zom- that's a lot better. Oh yeah, definitely. Zombies <laughs> way, way better. Um, way more clean. Um, yeah, you do. You just gotta keep the faith. I'd like to thank you all for listening, and goodbye.